Hey everybody, it's Comics on Infinite Earths. We are just down to the wire on the final episodes. This is the second to last episode. I'm kind of gathering up all my team members to form a super team of podcasting. And god damn, that sounds pathetic. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the end game of podcasting. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not that this is going away. It's just I've discovered over time that... It's a smarter decision to combine back in tunes, comics on Infinite Earths, you know, and then added like the stuff we never get to talk about because it's not really format fitting. Uh, you know, talking about video games. Uh, this one we were talking like uh, me and Jacob were talking about like what were our favorite board games growing up. Like we can do an episode about that. We can just do pretty much anything as long as it's somewhat nostalgic. Fuck, we can talk about defunct uh, fast food places we used to eat at. Oh my god, did you just I short can't. out? <laughs> You were, no, I can't talk about defunct fast food places, but I can talk about defunct. Um, I can talk about defunct like the sit down type places. Yeah, it's just, it's just all sorts of things. Like it's just it started feeling restricted. <laughs> and comics on Infinite Earth is also something that was harder to put together on a regular basis because you got to get the other person to read the same thing you do. And and then you know both like one person goes, oh, I read it, but it sucked. I don't want to talk about. It. You're like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, it's just... I, I feel like we did pretty good. I feel like we did pretty good. It's just like, hey, go read this, and I'll read it, and you read this. You know, like we anytime like it was a comic that both of us want to read, we both somewhat enjoyed it or thoroughly enjoyed it enough to talk about. Yeah, I'm not saying the show won't come back, but for right now, it just seems like a better idea. Is that you or is it me? What is it? Oh, it is me. Shit. There was feedback. I guess it's time to get a new cord or a new phone. I dropped my phone. Um, God damn it. Hello, everybody. Awkwardness. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the new show is going to be called Hit Rewind, and it launches in January. But for right now, let's kind of wrap up the last of our Comics on Infinite Earth episodes. So me and Avery, we talked about this like two months ago. It's my fucking fault for not getting my shit together. And... Uh, Basically, like, what would if you could do like a fantasy football league version of Justice League or Avengers or X Men or something like that? Who, who would you put on your team? So it was, it, basically, I started thinking about how there used to be these books called Choose Your Own Adventure books. So I thought, Choose Your Own Avengers. It's perfect. <laughs> I, um, I I was uh, I I love those like the the Choose Your Own Adventure books. I was. A little. I I remember. I think the first fine I ever gave my library card was a Choose Your Own Adventure book. I just love it. And you always and you always like skip through the book and try to find the perfect place. You're like, oh god damn it, another wall where I get smashed <laughs> upon. You know, like you find the perfect path eventually. It's kind of like cheating at a Rubik's cube. You peel the stickers off. But hey, so what? We're kids. I will say this though. Did you know that the library? Now will hit your credit if you don't turn in books. What? I didn't. I had no idea about that. Makes sense though. <laughs> that is crazy. And I'm just like, maybe that, maybe that choose your own adventure book that I checked out, you know, several almost 20 years ago, it's gonna like finally show up on my credit, and they're gonna deny me a house. Oh no. <laughs> uh, the uh, the guide um, to everything you wanted to know about sex when you uh, you checked it out when you were 13. <clears throat> Uh, we'd like to have that back. And like, I got it. I, that was, I, I have no idea where that could possibly be. I'm sorry. We're going to turn you down for this loan. <laughs> no car loans. Nothing. Yeah. There's like, they got library, they got library, like, 
loan sharks and mafias like knocking on your door and like stealing all your books in your house. <laughs> the um, pay us what you owe. <laughs> that's an episode of Seinfeld from like 25 years ago, is where they had like a library detective trying to find a book that Jerry lost when he was a teenager. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a long, delayed episode, so it is, like I said, it's my fault. I overwhelm myself with episodes, so Avery, thank you for being patient while I put this together. No, no, no. Thank, thank you for being patient. <laughs> Most definitely, thank you for being patient. <laughs> um, so we're going to basically choose uh, top seven. I, that's the general idea of how many people usually go on to one of these super teams, seven members. Uh, not kind of reserves. We might have some reserves. I don't know, people. Um, but basically, I, I'm going to choose one, and then he's going to choose one, or by, you go first. What are I talking about? You're the guest. You go first. Now, if I find that I have that on my list, I have to have an alternative. You know, like, oh, well, you say this person, I'm like, shit, I have that on my list. I have to have a backup for that particular kind of – I chose people not based on just, like, random decisions. I'm like, this person specific to this, 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 and this to form the perfect team. I have – so, like, for my – Besides one person, besides one person, I just, I literally just said, this person is the wild card. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have a job. He's just on the team. He is the team. Yeah. But I will start it off with uh, the obvious choice for obvious leader. Obvious leader for, like, hands down. And everybody's going to see this coming a mile away, but it's my favorite. It's Iron Man. Okay. Did you pick Iron Man? No. I, I, I assume okay. there are certain things that people were expecting, so I went really – my deep dive of Avengers is 80s, and um, I would say probably 84 to about 92. Then there was a gap where then it turned into the new Avengers, where I read that like crazy. So I kind of picked from those eras. Now, Iron Man, that's a genius choice because you have the money, you have the technology, and you have the leadership. There really doesn't come much exactly. better than that. You have the backup choices of like Captain America, who is the true blue patriot, who even though he's not really super powered, he always seems to just have that endurance. And my thing is, I feel Captain America is probably going to be your best leader on the field. Yeah. But not necessarily the best leader overall. Right. Because I sat and I thought... And I said, could you do Captain America? Could, could he play a diplomatic role? No. Could Tony Stark play a diplomatic role? Yes, totally, he could. yes. And that's that's where I said Iron Man definitely for tech, uh, for my leader. And also, like you said, the tech, the money, the, the, the playboy, it, it's all there. It's perfect. That's my leader role. Now, other leaders. Now, this I didn't choose Captain America. I mentioned him because that's kind of like what most people think of as a leader. There's also been the Wasp, who has always been kind of a really diplomatic and you know, um, ha, you know, highly intelligent when it comes to handling things of science and, and leadership. But I chose someone else who was a leader for a while, and people forget Vision. Vision. It's it's an oddball choice, but the guy handles technology like nobody's business, and in a, di in a different way than Tony handles tech. He actually speaks with the tech. He can handle that. He's also very um, analytical, and he can work out 50 different ways of handling a battle in a second and working out which angle. It's a, it's a chess player kind of mind. The, the vision, you picking vision, 
may have been one of the best picks for leaders. He doesn't get he emotional. Is. He's not going to fight. It, 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 any decision he makes is not emotional. Um, any decision that he makes would be weighed pros and cons. He would know the outcomes or possible outcomes and what he would need to do and who needs to be in those roles. Right. He is the, the power dynamic for just his brain alone. He does not ever have to step foot on the battlefield. No, but he also his he's, brain alone wins. He's not cold. Is <laughs> he's not like a Terminator? He does have a soul no. of sorts. He has the ability to understand and relate to people. So it's not like he's completely distant, like just a, a zero zero one one zero zero one. But also, he doesn't get that big... I thought about Hawkeye, because he's a wild card leader, and he was great for the West Coast Avengers, but I started thinking about how he's rebellious, and, and, and he kind of is a pain in the ass, he rubs people the wrong way. I don't know if he's truly a great leader. <laughs> I feel like maybe a smaller team, a le- you know, like a B team or C team, you know, Hawkeye would be perfect for that. Uh, but as of... If we're saying we have new Avengers... And they're going to be the first line of defense. I would not put Hawkeye in that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put him on my team, but not in the room. All right, so he's your leader. <laughs> Who do you have next? Well, every leader needs somebody to agree with them, and they also need somebody to disagree with them. Yeah. And for that role of my tactician, I picked Doctor Doom. What? The, you you teased yes. me with this that you had a villain lined up. I did not expect. Of all people, it I, might... of all people to choose, I picked Doctor Doom because I... if there was if there was an Omega level threat coming to Earth, and you have Tony Stark and Doctor Doom on one team, they're gonna they they're going to agree to say yes, we do have to take this problem down. However. Here are my pros and cons, Dr. Doom says. And then Iron Man says, here are my pros and cons. They're probably going to conflict, but between their two minds, they're going to find the best solution. That is my tactic. <laughs> Not to mention, Dr. Doom also has his hand in tech, but he also has his hand in wizardry. Because, like, one You're of those, right, like, right, the yeah. tropes that people have, yeah, the tropes that people have is you have... Somebody that's big, like the Hulk, but not smart. You know, you have somebody that is solely into mechanical things, so they don't believe in magic. Or you have that guy that's the magic user that hates technology. Doctor Doom is that middle line between, I'm so good with my tech, but I also know the dark arts. You know, I just realized... I made a huge mistake in my list. I'm st- I'm cheating at the moment because I have a list here, and I just realized I picked too many leaders, and they're all going to argue with each other. I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? Okay, so for me, my uh, my number two is uh, a guy who can handle military, uh, supreme fighter on the field, also good with technology, but not on how to use the technology, but he doesn't actually work like in that field the way Iron Man does, but he is the best, I would say, right-hand man, kind of like if, if, if Vision gets taken out, who can lead this team? And it's Rhodey, War Machine. Ooh, that, all right. So <clears throat> it's funny because, like I said, when um, I had a reserve list, and War Machine would have been my secondary tactician. 
I was just thinking about somebody who really, yeah, the, the, from, from the battle point of view, like on the field, Vision can tell them what to do away from it. You know, he can see the big picture, but you want someone down and dirty in there and just kicking the snot out of people, I'm going with War Machine. That is, and that's perfect. <laughs> if you had Vision saying, this is the layout of the battlefield. Yeah. This is the situation. And then you say, War Machine, I need you to lead these people through that spot and do this. Perfect. But that I also. Is... <laughs> now, I said, you know Go how ahead. I said Vision isn't cold, but the way he makes decisions probably would be like, you know, the, the, the scientific way of approaching something. But Rhodey can uh, be um, the human element. Without being a firecracker, you know, without argumenting, you know, but he can go, look, you're not seeing this the way that normal, you know, you know, humans would probably see this and maybe have a different angle on this. So he he has a second opinion, but at the same time, not arguing with vision. And I, I feel like instead, so instead of like the dynamic that Tony Stark and um, Victor Vaughn would have, where right. they would probably clash and through the clash, they would find a connection. Mm-hmm. I feel like <clears throat> Vision would say, this is point A, this is point B. And War Machine would come through. Rhodey would say, hey, I get that. That makes sense. However, did you factor in the human element? Right. The way that people behave, that they would not make the decision. I just think there's a way to make the A and B. There's a line in the middle where you can connect the both. And he's, I feel like, with War Machine. Shit's gonna get done. Yep. Shit's he will not give inch. in and he will not give up. Not an inch. It's it's perfect. <laughs> All right. So, um, who's your third? So, <clears throat> you got your your leader, your tactician. You know, uh, you have the muscle, the powerhouse. Who is going to if if there is a wall? <clears throat> Who's going to take that wall down? And the person that I selected is a hero, a villain, and an anti-hero. Uh, I picked Hyperion. Holy shit. Wow, that is so... <laughs> I never even thought of this. Hyperion. Because uh, I, I guess the best way I explained Hyperion to somebody was, I said, imagine if you had Superman, but Superman didn't have a peak necessarily mm-hmm. nor did superman have the moral compass um and then also borderline of weakness you know his 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 only thing would necessarily be <laughs> pretty much just losing his mind um i feel like hyperion would be the perfect muscle if something needs to get done dr doom is going to look at hyperion and hyperion will nod and it will get done <laughs> Man, you really are thinking outside the see. I was I was thinking of only people who have actually been Avengers, but we know that anybody in the Marvel universe at any time can be an Avenger. You're thinking outside of the box here, people, and that's why I have, I have him on this. In fact, I should you know what? I'll quit. I'll quit right now and just give the show to him. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I had to throw that curveball in. I feel like the Hulk would be too obvious, too uncontrollable. I feel like. Uh, we couldn't do Colossus because, yes, Colossus is strong. Colossus could possibly at times go head-to-head with the Hulk. But 
Come on, it's Colossus. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, it's Hyperion. Yeah, I had I had a couple on my list here. I thought about uh, there's Hercules, but he's always been uh, kind of a blowhard and rubs people the wrong way, and sometimes just a flat out drunk. Um, I have She-Hawk, who is a powerhouse and you know retains the human element when she is She-Hawk. Um, but I went for a wild card here, one that people forget about a lot, and it's Wonder Man to go for my strength. And just damn like abilities, never a problem for anybody. And the dude is unfucking killable. How many times has he killed him? And he's like, "We're good, I'm back." <laughs> it's what, yo. So of all people, I'm like, okay, who could he possibly pick for his powerhouse? And I sat and I thought because at this point, when I first started the list, I said this is a good list. But then I started getting to the point of. Who is he going to pick? Because I feel like who he has, who you pick, my person would have to go up against. <laughs> Wonder Man is perfect um, because he is the only person on my list right now. We live in an age of social media and going on talk shows and, and making the Avengers look good when situations go wrong. Who's the one who's going to go in front of Congress? Who's the one that's going to talk to government officials? Who's the one that's going to go on the news? And charm them. The dude's a fucking movie star. You, and not only that, not only that, his, like, I don't know if people follow, like, if people religiously look at, like, the power grids and the power rankings and all that. I kind of look at it. I kind of take it into consideration. Sometimes I feel like it's whatever, but then other times they do essentially highlight. Wonder Man is actually one of the strongest Marvel characters and not only that not only is he he actually rivals who I was going to have in my power role which was going to be Sentry but I switched it out for Hyperion um, he rivals Sentry uh, Captain America can't stand it anywhere near this guy yeah and like well, you said and, and not, not only that every like all his little highlights all his little stats are up way above average he's he's like you said he's damn near perfect <laughs> i'm cheating right now i'm still i'm still i'm literally rethinking this as i go along <laughs> i just started thinking of new ideas all right all right i'll stop um so we have strength we have leadership we have second in command who do we have else on your list um we have who i'm gonna just i'm gonna kind of skip ahead here and i'm gonna say the wild card the person that is your like not your jack of all trades just the person that's happy to be there just your wild card just so like hey they have this this like we're going up against these incredible forces who do you have i have beta ray bill Holy, okay. All right, you got your intergalactic powerhouse who isn't hung up on all the restrictions of normal humanity. Like, uh, and, and the dude's got a heart of gold. He looks like hell, but he is not. <laughs> I, I picked, I, because I feel like my thing is with Barry Ray Bill is he fights Thor for almost like uncharged, un, like, I don't need a reason to fight Thor. I just want to fight Thor because he's in my way. Gets Mjolnir, doesn't realize the gravity of the situation, and everybody loses their collective shit. <laughs> he, 
Beta Ray Bill in himself is just, I feel like, your best wild card. Your best, you know, if it's going to get done, it's going to get done. Hyperion's going to be there. But now you got Beta Ray Bill back in the world. Nice. How could you lose? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that is so amazing. I never even thought of that. The, um, I don't have a, I do not have a wild card. I overanalyzed every single fucking thing here, like the neurotic fool that I am. Um, so uh, the next person I have on my list is someone who can tackle the the world of magic, and uh, and this is old version of this character. Uh, before she went crazy, I'm gonna go with Scarlet Witch. You still there? Scarlet. Oh god! <laughs> oh, we got disconnected. <laughs> I'm in shock. I'm in shock. <laughs> <laughs> um this is um we're gonna we're gonna have a quick debate here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this do you think that scarlet witch could go toe-to-toe with adam warlock no the cosmic powers that adam warlock has i believe outweigh her hex powers by a long shot but we're we're talking like a guy. He's nearly like, a god. Let's not nearly, nearly. But I think it also depends on which, which, uh, you know, which version of Adam Warlock are we talking. Well, we're also watching we version about... of Scarlet Witch. The crazier she got, the more powerful she got. The version I'm using is before she went nuts, where she wasn't that powerful, but still pretty good. Because if, <clears throat> because on so uh, when. DC said, we're going to retcon everything. We're going to start over. And, you know, you as a comic book reader, you, you know, okay, this is just a comic. This is, you know, all this is in good fun. But you had characters in the comic books that was like, I remember the retcon. I That's right, yeah, yeah. That. Dark Souls, which almost fits into that role where she's like, like, no more mutants. That is, I feel like that spot that pivotal spot right there is that cosmic level okay of, yeah that at that you know, point she yeah ready. she can go toe-to-toe with um adam warlock i'm pretty <laughs> sure at that point yeah <laughs> this is that's that's the point i'm trying to make because like scarlet witch if we're just looking at the traditional version absolutely not no hands down no when he lost his mind or when before he had the infinity gauntlet maybe who knows but like adam warlock as he is now not a chance anymore. Okay, yeah. I feel that is a debatable point. Hmm. Which brings me to uh, my next character, who is Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock for number five. <laughs> I don't know. I turned to a game show announcer. Tell them what they've won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... It's the Infinity Gauntlet with no stones. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh... Yeah, it's funny. Adam Warlock's had like three totally different versions of himself, and uh, he—I never paid much attention to him outside of Infinity Gauntlet. So I'm always hard to remember which version is the most powerful. Which one would actually work well with the team? The 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 one that will work well with the team is the one that realized that the Infinity Gauntlet was too powerful for anybody to win. Okay, so you know what? Yeah, that was uh, 92, 93, the, that version when like, he was with Infinity Watch. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be your best version because, like I said, there were times. Um, because also with Infinity Watch, like um, depending on which, I don't remember which one, but there was one where he actually stood on trial because he used the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, 
We don't want that one. Nope. <laughs> and we also don't want the one. We don't want the one where he actually goes insane because Adam Warlock is not. Adam Warlock isn't a superhero. He's not a supervillain. He's not even anti-exist, and he'll be, you know, he'll he'll die. Yeah. That's that's the determining. I think that's a character that's harder for me to pin down. But, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one because uh, when he is you, – you need a cosmic character anyway, uh, like an intergalactic kind of person, and also he's extremely diplomatic. So, yeah, that, that's a solid choice. It would be number five. Um, number five. Well, for me oh, – yeah. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Okay, cool. Okay. See, I uh, while we're off air, I tried to say the word cataclysmic, but I couldn't say it right. I think I said something filthy uh, by accident. Um. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh shit. So that's his intergalactic choice. My choice for intergalactic is Nova, and I'm talking Fuck. not the kid. I'm talking the. Uh, you know, the, the one with the world mind. You know, we're talking the most recent one during the uh, whole Annihilation series, where all the Nova Corps is dead, and this is when he absorbs uh, the computer mind, and he knows all the knowledge of all of Nova Corps, and just insanely powerful, and he can handle the big, big space battles. Fuck. <laughs> we were doing so good. We were doing so good. Um, Dude's a team player. I think I, it'll work. I, I said to myself, I said, okay. I said, he may have Beta Ray Bill on his team. He may have Iron Man on his team. But he's not going to have Nova on his team. Oh, did you choose? Oh, you had. Okay, now I'm understanding. So you had Nova. <laughs> Shit, sorry. I had Nova on my team. And I was like, yeah, he's not going to have that. He, <laughs> he won't. He won't. Like, nobody is going to have that. No. So I had, I had two. And uh, I assumed you were going to choose the other one, so I went with Nova instead. But Nova's – I've been reading Nova like crazy. It's its a—it's really kicking ass. You're talking um, a guy who is a team player who's insanely powerful um, and is, is, is at his most mature right now, I think. Yeah. And, and in place, in place of Nova, <clears throat> there's only one person I feel like who replaces Nova. Um in the same realm of Nova having all the knowledge of the Nova Corps, and my just-in-case, I picked Captain Universe. Oh, shit! You said Captain, and I was like, oh, he he had my original choice. I was going to say Captain Marvel. Captain Universe? Captain. That's a deep yes. dive right there, buddy. <laughs> Captain Universe, for people that do not know, uh, Captain Universe has uh, cosmic consciousness. So they can see and sense things pretty much anywhere that they want to in the universe. And they also can manipulate energy, matter. They don't have a set they don't have a set power. They can pretty much be whatever needs to be in that situation. Um, they don't have a set nothing is set about Captain Universe. Um in a sense, it's not even a person. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I remember that when he jumped into Spider-Man for a while when I was a kid. Yeah, so like Captain Universe would be my replacement for Nova. Um, I feel like you know, sidebar. I feel like a good fight would be Captain Universe versus Ultron. Uh, with Ultron knowing everything 
you know, with Ultron's vast knowledge of almost everything technological, and you have Captain Universe, who has everything that knows everything cosmically, I don't even think they would fight. I think they would just compete and debate. Hmm. <laughs> yes. A perfect choice, I see. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that is your number six, so I have to go with my number six. I was looking for someone who could handle international affairs, who can handle intergalactic and interdimensional, uh, all the weird shit, um, and is a powerhouse himself, is uh, Captain Britain. That's why I said that earlier. I was looking at something on my Captain. piece of paper. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm like, okay, Captain Britain. Um, tell me more about Captain Britain besides the fact that he is on one of the best teams of all time. <laughs> and I, especially the newer versions. But there was a time when Alan Moore was writing them and he was handling like Mojo and in all like he's handling vampires and stuff like that is kind of thing they have going on right now so he can he has a, a true knowledge of non like oh this is the super villain of the week you know he's not exactly all up on the tech but he has a handling on monsters and and, and uh supernatural uh alternate dimension kind of stuff it when it gets weird for the avengers they need someone who has some experience with this also the fact that he is um an international diplomat he he can handle stuff in other countries he i think he's a little more worldly than the rest of the team i feel so as you're I think I totally skipped on diplomatics. <laughs> I feel I, I, I was I was really sitting there. I'm like, I don't think my team need diplomats because they're just gonna get the job done <laughs> and just like just bill it to the account. We'll take care of it. <laughs> I was looking long term. <laughs> <laughs> just bill it to the account. We'll take care of it. Now I'm gonna tell you the truth right now. I had Black Panther for our, my international guy, but then I thought he is such a strong leader that he would butt heads with Rhodey and Vision, I believe, and, and maybe not the perfect... Now, I think he would be a great leader, but I, as kind of like the international guy, I don't know, it was really hard choosing these pieces. And I really was dead set on Black Panther for a long time because like, he's your tech guy, he's your international guy, he's your leader, and then I was just like, I think they would, just, they would all butt heads over stuff. And I, f I feel like Black Panther... With like with everything that you listed off, Black Panther is more of a uh, either he's going to be your leader, your absolute leader, or your jack of all trades. Yeah. Like if you can't get it, you know somebody that can. And who's that person? It's Black Panther. It's that. I like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, Captain Britain. Um, I, I think I was just trying to go for more obscure, like someone who would. Touch upon the stuff that the rest of the Avengers didn't really have uh, experience with. Then that makes a lot of sense. The 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 fact that you went as far to say I would need somebody. You have a public face, so that that your team, like when kids talk about the Avengers, they're gonna look at the public face of. <laughs> of Simon Williams and just be like, this is great. You know, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And then you have, you know, your other guy, you have um, Captain Britain meeting all your diplomats and your politicians and discussing their plans. You have literally thought this out. 
Yeah. I mean, well, I would say, and I said it earlier, like if you had someone before Congress, I was wrong. There's no way that Simon, a.k.a. Wonder Man, is going to be in front of Congress. He's the one who does all the public PR stuff. He's the one the kids love and family man. Whereas you want serious debate and, you know, uh, someone who's going to explain it thoroughly um, without using his charm to cover up maybe lack of knowledge. It's going to be Captain Britain. Number who's your, seven. Who's your final? Number seven. Um, I thought about this. One. I said, if when things go wrong and things are too like, let's like we covered every spot. We've covered the world as a. We've covered the world. We've covered the universe. We've covered the cosmos. But what about the nitty gritty? What about the street itself? Who do I have for the streets themselves? No other than Moon Knight. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about that. I was like, I have I have my street character, the one who can do the espionage kind of stuff last. I was wondering if that's what you had last. And Moon Knight, now, are we talking pre-mental breakdown? Like 80s? We're talking... Early 90s? <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, I think the version I'm going for would be... Let's see. I would have to say we're going early 90s with Moon Knight. Okay. Now, I'll say this. So that... He's... he's functioning now i mean he's been part of secret avengers for a while so he's functioning but he still has the hang-ups and he needs someone to guide him now instead of him being able to take care of himself and not only that so like if we go with the like and i feel like if we go with the one that's modern day he would have that edge with not only am i on the street you know i could be in any city anywhere and blend in like it's nothing yeah but he will also have that I have a touch with Supernatural as well, too. Like, he would have that in him. But then you will also have the hindrance of, you know, his psyche, his mental, like, his mental capableness. Like, would he be able to say, I can help in this situation? I can't help in this situation. Yeah. But also, he, was, would, see, was, he would see things that the rest of them wouldn't. Which is true. And it was a hard choice. It was, I think that was the hardest choice of saying, should I go with... Moon Knight now, or should I go with Moon Knight, who's not even under the impression that there is anything more or less wrong with him? Yeah. That's a really good choice, because <laughs> you look at your list, and you have gods, basically. I mean, you have Internet Intergalactic, you have guys that are super rich, and they've always been super rich and powerful. Moon Knight's the guy who kind of bounced the line, because there was a while where he was rich, and he was like an international playboy who did this stuff on the side, but then he became like a normal everyday person, and then he became crazy. He's, he can do the things and see things that no one else has ever experienced. That street-level intelligence is what's going to, you know, like that, that everybody here on my team is book smart. Which is great. You know, you're going to need that. You're going to need people that are book smart. Except, you know, I feel like Beta Ray Bill will almost be, I could almost say he's just there. But street smart, which you need, that's Moon Knight. <laughs> I have, this is the one that was the hardest for me to do. Because I have a list of five people. I'm going to give you the first four for my street smarts okay. character. The guy who can get down the nitty gritty, that knows how normal people function. <clears throat> Starting at number five, I have Iron Fist. Newer Iron Fist, oh, you know, post his uh, Heroes for Hire, you know, the Power Man Iron Fist, not early years when he was super rich and deluded. Not that version. Sweet Christmas. Um, <laughs> I have Shang-Chi um, as oh. an international uh, man of mystery with kung fu skills. I had that on my list. I had Falcon 
uh, on my list. Um, just your normal everyday guy who wants to do the right thing, who can really connect to normal people. Uh, this is when we get into the uh, espionage stuff and the uh, shield connections, government uh, spies and stuff like that. I had Black Widow, but I thought you would have that. So I had as a backup, Jessica Drew as Spider-Woman, who can handle all sorts of crazy detective espionage. She's a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. She has some serious fighting skills. That's my last choice, is Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew, which um, I considered I considered having a, <laughs> a spider person on my team. And I sat, I was like, Spider-Man, Spider-Girl, Silk, Gwen, <sighs> Jessica True. Who should I do? <laughs> and and I felt like I felt like I'm going to deny all of them because that's the right thing to do because this is the Avengers. <laughs> um, but if I had to pick, so then I guess my question for you, and this was this was the burning question here. My question for you is if you could have one villain on your team. Oh shit, actual... I wasn't prepared for this. Damn you! Ooh. <laughs> uh... One actual full flesh oh, villain. Because yeah. I feel I I feel like Doctor Doom, yes, he is a villain, but is he like a full fledged like, you know, there's no leeway between him villain. You know, because Doom is I, I feel like there's black, there's white, but then there's gray. Doom is closer in the gray area than he is, you know, than just flat out evil. Yeah. Oh I have it already. I just thought of it. A guy who can work with the team, but also help train them to be better fighters. Who um, knows the streets, who can do some dirty espionage work. You know, break it in and steal in the paperwork, whatever he needs. It's it's Taskmaster. Long ah! time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just, I, I written down, I was like, if I thought about Taskmaster uh, when I selected Moon Knight. Because I wanted to have at least one, you know, somebody that was kind of like between the lines. But I felt like Taskmaster, like you said, that is the perfect one. Like, that's really villain. You know, there was, uh, it, there was, I don't think there's been many people who were villains that joined the Avengers. But for three issues back in the early 90s, there was a villain who joined the Avengers because he had redeemed himself. And it was the Sandman, who is a true powerhouse who can work with the team because he was part of the Sinister Six and um, has the experience. If I had to pick one actual full-fledged villain for my team, so now, let's see, I would select... I, I'm stuck between Apocalypse... Holy shit! Like, you know, every, yeah, I feel like every everybody needs that. You know, like everybody. You, you know, you're sitting here. You're big. You're bad. This team is the best team ever assembled. But who do y'all work for? Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a toss up between Apocalypse or I'm gonna have to say. Um, who am I thinking? I just drawn the biggest blank, and I just wrote it down. <laughs> um, the Mandarin. Oh yes! Oh my God, that is a good that's a good one. As long as he's a team player, which we all know he won't be, but he'll he'll have he the the be. tech and the skills and the uh, like the whole international uh, espionage and his crime ring. He could force them to be good for a while or something. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, I feel. <laughs> what else is on your list? You said you had a few alternatives that you didn't get to use. Alternatives. So alternatives would be uh, Isaiah Bradley. Who? Um, Isaiah Bradley. I have no idea who that only, is. Only that is going to be Captain America, but it was a alternate version of Captain America. Um, the only thing that you need to know is that it's pretty much Captain America except he's black. Oh wait, was this the very first Captain America that won the forties? Uh, no, 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 not the one in the 40s. He, oh. like, the Isaiah Bradley story didn't come out until 2013. Uh, 2003, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much the same story, um, during World War II, he's just an alternate version. Oh, okay. Um, so Isaiah Bradley, that was been one of my choices. Uh, another person that I did select would have been, well, we already discussed Hawkeye. And Hawkeye was already on the list as well, too. Like, he would have been, like, a backup-type person. Like I said, great B-team, C-team leader. Uh, Namor the Submariner. I think I think we've dove. Yeah, you could say he's not a team player, but then you have to look at the fact that he was a team member on the Defenders for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, other, the other one, my, one of my personal favorites of all time, Doctor Strange. Um, though he is, like, I feel like... Doctor Strange is above the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, he's helped, but I don't think he's ever been a full-fledged member. I feel like he's above the Avengers. He he, he could never... He could never wrap himself in something so small when he's... Because Doctor Strange isn't trying to defend this, this planet, this universe. He's trying to defend multiple planets, multiple universes, multiple things. Right. He has his eyes on everything. So the Avengers, whose job is just to keep their cosmic neighborhood safe, is too small for him. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's too small for him. Um, But if if he wanted to, you know, he could definitely, you know, he's always invited. The ticket's there. Who's some, who's some people that you have? Um, so I have, uh, I pretty much told you all of them, but I have my alternatives uh, for technology. I had Stingray, which a lot of people forget about him. He uh, he was really good at basically, he was Iron Man of the sea, basically. I didn't have anybody that could handle underwater, and considering it covers so much more of our planet than land does, uh, I thought he would be a good choice. Um, I have an alternative for Scarlet Witch was Brother Voodoo. Um, he can handle the supernatural Ooh. and the magical. Um, uh, uh, I wrote mind. You know, someone who can handle like telekinetic and telepathic kind of stuff was Justice, which a lot of people forget about. He was Marvel Boy when he was with the New Warriors, and then he became Justice. And I think he's a character that's been forgotten about for a long time. I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's man. Those are some. I, I, I'm really the Stingray one is the one that kind of gets me because I feel like. Like you said, the Tony Stark of the sea, and the seventy percent of the ocean, seventy uh, percent of the earth is mostly water. So, why would you not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have Captain Marvel. That was the. I, I think I mentioned that earlier. Captain Marvel was good for uh, galactic kind of adventures. We also let's see. I think there was one more. There was one more person that I did have set up. Um, I debated on instead of having Doctor Doom, like <clears throat> uh, my toss up would have been Baron Zemo. What was it? 
Baron Zemo. Oh, Baron Zemo. That is not what I thought you said. <laughs> you said Baron Zemo, uh, and I was like, who's Baron Zemo? Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't have thought of that one at all. I was thinking more guys that, in their own head, they think they're heroes. Like, uh, when Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin, there were times when he thought he was the hero. Um, Venom, you know, there's guys like that who have rode that line. Deadpool's been that way at times. Um, uh, trying to think. Anybody else who is... Well, Magneto. Magneto has been good and bad at the same time. It's just based on the circumstances, whether it turns this way or that way, you know, and uh, insanely powerful. I feel... And then one of those things was, could I put Magneto on this team? Because, once again, Magneto isn't... Magneto isn't black or white. He's in that gray area again. Yeah. Because... Everything that he is saying is true in a sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. And then not only that, but you have Professor X with everything he's saying is true. And it also all makes sense. Yeah. For me, I kind of just stuck to people who were Avengers. I actually don't remember if Captain Britain was ever an actual Avenger. I can't. I don't know if he ever was. Of course, he was a, a member of the uh, Excalibur team. But uh, for the most part, I just stuck to who was ever on the Avengers team, kind of went through that list. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I decided that was the rules I had, because I was expecting, like, oh, maybe down the road I'll do an, uh, the perfect Avengers team, or uh, X-Men team, and the perfect Justice League, you know, trying to keep people locked in to where I know them the most. But we forget people like Beast. You know, he was a member of four different teams. He was on the Champions, and... Uh, Defenders, Avengers, and X-Men. Well, then there's all the different versions of the X-Men, too. There's X-Factor, Excalibur, New Mutants, X-Force. So, there really are no rules in the X-Men universe. Just go wherever you want to go. <laughs> oh, you want... There you go. Job for everybody. You want to work here? You got it. You want to work here? You got it. You covered in fur and you're blue? Let's go. We need that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I finally watched the new uh, X-Men movie, which apparently is the final the coda to the whole universe. And I looked at everybody, there's a lot of blue people on this team. <laughs> That's that a whole lot the, of blue. That was, the, that was the blue X team right there. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys blew yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I totally blew it. <laughs> no, it to- so you said you watched, what was that, Dark Phoenix? Yeah, I didn't oh, hate what? it. Everybody said it was a pile of shit. And I was like, well, there's nothing great about it. I feel like I've seen all this before. But it's not terrible, it's just nothing pulled me in. The series has gone downhill, obviously. Days of Future Past being the exception, but it has been kind of a slow tick down. I thought it was better than Apocalypse, though. I thought Apocalypse was kind of boring. And I feel like, you know, Apocalypse, like, story-wise, like, I feel they sat in that, they sat in that room, they thought, this is a good story. And, yeah, it is a pretty good story on paper. But, like, in execution, that was pretty yeah, but but I didn't hate it, and it was actually kind of refreshing seeing a darker side of the universe, because I watched that, and I watched Home, no, not Homecoming, Far From Home, back to back, and I enjoyed Far From Home, it was a very fine movie, but something about it felt like I've seen it a dozen times before, and I'm not talking about Spider-Man, I'm talking about the whole look, the style, the way the plot breaks down, the way the villain takes that turn, and I just feel like... I could see it all coming and that it all felt familiar, and I was just kind of like, ah, okay. Maybe, you, you know, maybe I feel like, because when I saw Far From Home, I feel like, I feel like since we knew Mysterio was the bad guy, 
we knew that turn was coming. And it was so obvious. Yeah. But was it a good twist? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was an interesting way that they did it, yeah. But I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind uh, of looking forward to this next the next loop of the Marvel Universe looks like it's going to go down darker and weirder turns. Because now what they're saying is they realize that it's like all our movies can't be action movies. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to have comedy. We're going to have horror. We're going to have drama. We're going to still have those action movies as well, too. Yeah. And we're not going to take 10 years to build up to the next major baddie. Yeah, I think I think there was exhaustion for everybody, and uh, you had you're forced to watch every single entry, even if you weren't interested in. And I feel like Disney also must understand that things are kind of coming to a peak. Star Wars is about to end. You know that uh, Endgame is the biggest that Marvel Universe is ever going to get. They're never going to get that big again. So I think they need to start refocusing. Um, and Indiana Jones five, Jesus Christ, don't don't do this. Don't make Harrison Ford, who's like 80 years old, do this. Um, do an animated movie and have him voice it, or, or have him tell stories like an anthology where there's five different ple- people playing Indiana Jones. I don't know something. You said Indiana Jones five. Yes. Indiana Jones four. That I don't remember a four. Four. Well, we pretend like it doesn't exist, kind of like the way we do pretend Die Hard five doesn't exist because they're that's, pretty that's bad. Yeah. Speaking of Die Hard, it's almost Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. We're uh, by the time we get done with this episode, we might be Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so no, but I do I do want to take my time here because uh, I want to thank you for the last four years of this show. Every show was supposed to have a five-year turn, so I feel like I owe you guys some more episodes later, but for right now, I just need to hit pause and move on to the next show. No show really ends, whether it's on television, podcasting, whatever, but I am just going to put this on hiatus for now, but it doesn't mean Avery's gone. Um, obviously with Hit Rewind, we're going to have smaller segments put together and, you know, we can talk about comic books more, but not for an hour for like, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever, as a segment of the new show. I just, you know, what I seriously thought about was if the shows are going to be somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes, I could probably get them done on my lunch break. No, this is the thing I guess I haven't explained yet. It's going to be basically (laughs) a podcast variety show. We're going to do segments. <laughs> so it'll be like me and Jacob talking about one cartoon instead of five uh, for 15 minutes. And you and I can talk about comic books for 15 minutes. But I'm also having friends uh, send their music to me, send uh, stand-up comedy bits. And we're going to take some of the old stuff from years ago, and I'm going to edit it down and clean it up, make the audio better, and just put it into this big thing. And it's going to be like a two-hour show every other week. That sounds... 100% amazing. Yeah, but it also and sounds a little fucking show. crazy. I'm not sure it's going to work, but I want to try it. I want to try it at least for a while. If we, like, I feel like if we could do that, like, it's just like, oh, here's two hours of audio, and you can pick and choose what you want. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it'd be fun you, to throw in old commercials it. and songs that we love that kind of got lost along the way, and original content from people that I know that want to promote. It's just, it, it, it's like a carnival, a podcast carnival. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is not over, everybody. It's just going to be a whole new... We're going to rise like the phoenix! <laughs> and, uh, Avery, thank you again for the last few years of the show, and we will see you next year. All right. I can't wait. All it's right. been great. Anything I you want to plug before we go? I have absolutely nothing to plug, except I will say this. If you 
feel any type of way about your mental health, I feel everybody should go get checked out. Yeah, I went. That's my plug. (laughs) I'm sure you saw the post. Let's not pretend, people, that I don't suffer from severe depression. The podcasting is what kind of gets me out of it. Um, I went and got... uh, I got some medicine to help me sleep, and uh, so I don't go crazy at night. <laughs> yeah, man, I, it it's it's like night and day. You don't ever realize that you're in depressive slump until you're out of the depressive slump. Yeah, it's it's weird. I get to sleep a full night instead of two hours, and I'm awake for three hours. And then by the time that three hours work comes around, I'm like, oh god, I have to go to work in a couple hours, and, and I'm in so much pain, and, and all the stuff's running through my head, and it just eats away at you, and you realize you've listened to the radio like four different podcasts you're like oh my god there's no time left i'm not gonna i still have to work i can't call in sick and yeah i just say this the people just if you have something that's hanging you up mentally or physically whatever yeah there there's ways around it you know if you don't have insurance and it's expensive there's still ways uh fuck i wish everybody the whole country would legalize weed just fucking do it already it's it's ridiculous just yeah yeah, just do it. It's, just come on. It's legal in my state. It's legal in Oregon. It's been here for, uh, legal for a few years. But the company I work for refused to let us do it because their stores go to different states where it's not legal. So that was their loophole of not letting us do it. But January 1st, it is completely legal now for people who work for our company to take recreational weed. Yay! Florida's getting there. Yeah. But it's a bunch of old people. Ah, the old people. They but, think for some reason, ah, chaos if they get stoned. Have you ever seen anybody but, get high and cause chaos? It's usually like, I think I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna sit on the couch and uh, snack. I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I can't figure out how it's the gateway drug to anything because <laughs> the only thing, the only thing pot makes anybody wants to do is just smoke more pot and eat more snacks. Yeah, it's a gateway to Netflix binging. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, you, you, you smoke it, it's like, you know what sounds good right now? Not crack. <laughs> <laughs> Not punching people in the face. Yeah, so that's... Not that's, jumping out of this window. Yeah, that's it's a great thing to drop there. So, everybody, we'll uh, see you in January with a whole new show. Like I said, it's called Hit Rewind. If you fucking bastards steal my show, that title, I will come to your house, take your lip and wrap around your head and make you swallow your skull. <laughs> I'm... And I'm gonna watch... <laughs> I'm gonna videotape it. We're putting it up on everything. You follow me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I'm posting videos of people getting their hands ripped off. <laughs> I did not say ripped off. I said they have to swallow their own skull. Uh, technically, that is that is that is their own actions. I cannot be liable. I'm only guilty of lip pulling. <laughs> Okay, so check us out under, uh, uh, well, I can't talk, uh, under Retro Rock Entertainment, that is the network for our podcast, and uh, Avery, are you on the tweet? Are you tweeting? Are you twatting? I am, I don't, I don't twat, but I tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will, what's your handle? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, I just changed my handle, it is very unimportant. Okay. Yeah, I was, if most people want to promote their tweet, but not, I have a Twitter that I don't really use because I have like 85 friends there, where it's totally different from Facebook. But okay, uh, I guess that's it. I'll stop badgering him to promote stuff. Um, I guess say goodbye to the kids. Bye, kids. Okay, they can't see me waving. That's really listen, stupid. Bye. Listen to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone.